What's up, everybody? This is Sharon Shabazz. Please head over to therealhiphop.com slash store right now and cop a t-shirt. The t-shirts have the realhiphop.com logo and they come in black, white, and gray with sizes that range from small to double XL. That's T-H-E-R-E-A-L-H-I-P dash H-O-P dot com slash store. Shirts are shipped domestically and are only $10. So check them out and support the show. This is Sharon Shabazz. You're listening to the RealHipHop.com podcast. On this episode, I talk to two-thirds of true culture, BD3 and Uncle Nephew. MC BD3 and producer Uncle Nephew created a release that takes us back to the 90s, but not in terms of underground hip-hop. Their latest release is an EP called Sunnydale that blends hip-hop and R&B while touching on everything from personal struggles, relationships, and racial hostilities in America. On this show, I talk to BD3 and Uncle Nephew about the True Culture Collective, their blend of hip-hop and R&B, and their new EP, Sunnydale. How did the title of the EP Sunnydale come about? Uh, so, um, as far as the title goes, man, um, I, uh, myself and Uncle Nephew, we were just thinking about, um, you know, doing something that uh, tributed or, you know what I'm saying, immortalized uh, the, the sound of the 90s, but also just to take it a little bit um, further, um, I grew up, I'm, you know, I was born in the 80s and I, and I grew up in the 90s. Um, so Sunny Dale was my favorite drink, the 50 cent juice. And I mean, I used to get that with a beef patty and cheese, you know what I mean? Or a turkey, lettuce, tomato, cheese, vinegar, you know, black pepper. You know what I mean? That was my go-to. Um, but what I remember about it was it tastes so good. But as you get older, when you read the nutrition facts of it, it was just disgusting, man. It was like water and fructose syrup and, 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 and food color, Right. And that's what um, that's what the, my childhood consists of, right? All of these great memories, but if you really think about it, man, was was it a rough time? Wasn't it? Wasn't it a crazy, dangerous time? So I was like, you know, Sunnydale is the best metaphor that I could that I can use to represent that. So that's why we necessarily called it Sunnydale. So it's like a love story, but it's also filled with some shit that is like, yo, man. It wasn't the, it's not the best. You know what I mean? Beautiful, but not the best. Okay. Now, your music is a mix of hip hop and R&B that is uh, sort of missing in today's landscape. How did you develop that sound? Mm. So, um, let's say, well, I'm Uncle Nephew, man, with the production game, my brother. Um, 
So for me, I'm, I'm a big fan of 90s hip-hop and R&B. And this record, I knew I wanted to go in with the band and record all of the music, right? And then come back production-wise and sample everything or treat everything like a sample. And so, like, my biggest influences for this record were um, LL Cool J's Mr. Smith album, um, Janet Jackson's Janet album, because that, that whole Janet record is, like, full of samples. And it's, it's Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, they did an impeccable job, like, taking old samples and, you know, repurposing them. And then um, Mary J. Blige. Um, was, what's the album after the four, 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 um, What's the four one one? Is it um my life? I think it is. Yeah, it's my life. Right? That 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 record, and so that record was um a big influence on this too. So we wanted to, you know, keep it hip hop, but have that R and B, the R and B vocals in there. You know. Okay. Why do you think mainstream hip hop has moved away from that style of music? Um, I think, um, I think to be quite honest with you, when you talk about mainstream, you're talking about business. And the business, um, the music business has now become the forefront rather than the music, right? Like the business is the forefront rather than the music. So whatever is selling um, is what they're going to like. We are in the era of um, instant gratification. The music has to be instant too. So the sounds have to be instant has to be an instant. That's why people are moving away from a little bit of the more organic vibes to stuff that is just easy, easily accessible. You know, um, if there's already a narrative that people accept, you might as well just jump on that because it's easy and it's already there. Um, that's not necessarily our path, my path. Um, for me, it's like, you know, I'm going to speak on what I speak on and I'm going to do what I do. And I hope that you enjoy it as well. And if you do, then you could come over here on this side. But I'm not going over there. <laughs> um, the single "Why Do You Love Me" feels like summertime to me. Um, <laughs> what it, what inspired that song?
Oh man, why do you love me? Um, that <laughs> why do you love me? Kind of started off was an original version of something else, uh, but it's you know what it was I, at the time when I was writing the lyrics. Um, you know, I would think about the the countless three to four week relationships that I was in. You know, you know those uh, four week relationships that they don't last that long. But it's always that question like, tell me why you love me. Tell me why, you know, it's like, ah, come on, man. We having a good time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we having a really good time. But it's, um, it definitely, the summertime is when everybody's bright. You know, there's a lot of love in the air. There's a lot of beauty. There's a lot of brightness, and that's kind of like what inspired that record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, how did True Culture take shape? Um. So, True Culture is well. First, I knew Jeff. I've known Jeff for about five, six years, and then, interestingly, I met Jeff when I was in high school. I was on an internship, um, and then we reconnected a few years later through somebody else, Edson Sean. Um, and then I had started working with Samir in like 2016. I think I had, I had met him at a, at a James Brown tribute concert. And so um, I, had, I had been working with both of them. And then somehow we came together. I think it was after our Time Era period album started and we put a band together. Yeah. And then we just... You, you might tell the story a little better, Jeff. <laughs> it's like six degrees, <laughs> six degrees of separation. So uh, make it quick, right? So um, Justin was already a part of um, like a, a little band with um, our, our collaborator, our brother, and our friend, Edson Sean. He was a part of the Edson Sean Project. Um, mm-hmm. I was looking for some people to be a part of my band as well. Um, and then... When I connected with Essence Sean, because I knew Essence Sean and um, whatever, um, I saw Just playing drums with him, not knowing that I knew Just from AM Studios. So if y'all know AM Studios, if y'all know Ultrasound Studio, those are legendary rehearsal studios that that were on like 30th between 7th and 8th in New York City. They've been there for years. Um, Justin used to be an intern there, and that was my studio. I used to go there all the time. So I would come there, I see him. You know, I was I was bust his chops. Like you got some beats, you got some beats. And then the next time I see him, he's playing drums for this for his brother named Essence Sean. I'm like, man, I know this kid. You know what I mean? Like this kid, he's an intern at the studio. I, I know him. Um, so that's how we met that that way. And then myself, um, Justin, and Essence Sean were in another band, another collective. Um, and then um, while we were doing our first project together, um, myself and um, Just, a nephew, um, Samir, which is FK Jazz, played on one of the songs. And I think that he had it yeah. in his mind that he wanted to do something with us, period. Like, if I, if I have to, like, be honest with you, I would have to give the seed of true culture to um, FK Jazz because I think yeah. he kind of plotted. He was like, yo, I want these two brothers to do something together. And after that first time, well, we, we played, um, I think we played like Soho House or something like that. Um, and then we were like, yeah. oh man, after that, I was like, y'all like this cat. And it was like, yo man, let's go ahead and do something together. And then it kind of like the, the rest was history. But everybody knew each other in different areas. It was really six degrees of separation. 
Yeah, the live scene in New York is very small. So you'll yeah. know people. Yeah. Okay. Who came up with the idea to pay homage to the Ghetto Boys with the Isaac Hayes sample on Paranoia? Radio, baby. True. Like a mental show, this ain't the zone I chose. I juxtapose intent and goals and get my brothers dapping and I exit dough. I went for fresh air and then my tension slow. The stars are low, moon glow, smile is shown. Walk down the block, shorty asks, Why you dipping for? Uh, because it's I'm paranoid. I'm intention was to pay tribute to Isaac Hayes. Um, I wanted, I originally wanted to do um, Hung Up On My Baby and then there was a, a Steely Dan song called The Fez because we, when we went into the studio for the third time, I just wanted to um, play those songs down like the original records and then sample them. And so I wanted, we didn't get to do The Fez, but on the next session, I want to do that. Um, but I wanted to pay tribute to Hung Up On My Baby because I just love that song. Man. It's just a great song orchestrations are super dope so i just wanted to do a modern day take on that original song and then you know jeff came up with the idea to infuse the ghetto boys um mind playing tricks on me and with our version and he turned it into paranoia and he did a great job with the writing on it yeah 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 man it was it was dope you know when just when just came with the <clears throat> with the sound bed i was like oh man this is beautiful and i already knew that his mind was on Isaac Hayes, but my mind was on the ghetto boy. You know what I mean? So I was just like, all right, this is a beautiful marriage. Plus I could tell about, I could tell this real story about paranoia. Like this is a real true story. So, so it was dope. It was, it was amazing. We have some dope visuals coming out for that too. We're working on now. Yeah, man. That's yeah. the visual right there. The song for the ancestors is a serious one where you detail the complicated history of America. Um, at the start, you say, I hate this bitch, but I love her, which is consistent with how many black people feel. Mm -hmm. um, what do you say to those who believe that since this is your country, you should love it unconditionally? 
charter. Number one, the establishment. The organization of Anglo-American unity shall include all people of African descent in the Western Hemisphere. In essence, what it is saying, instead of you and me running around here seeking allies in our struggle for freedom in the Irish neighborhood or the Jewish neighborhood or the Italian neighborhood, we need to, we need to seek some allies among people who look something like we do. Time out for you and me to stop running away from the wolf right into the arms of the fox. I hate this bitch, but I love her. Fuck up the world, fuck up the world, yeah. Burn down your flag, fuck it, I don't care. You never seen a country like that. Who piss up in your culture like that? Fuck up the world, fuck up the world, yeah. Burn down your flag, fuck it, I don't care. You never seen a culture like that. I piss up on a country like that. Bow-legged, bending down the block. She takes what you want and gets whatever you got. Your oil for her scalp, precious jewels for her finger. Your minerals, her Benadryl, she double cups of spritzer. Could give two shits about a nigga. Your wealth is too common, she's a superpower hitter. Grand bitch imperial, she gets it from her sister. Now she's the boss lady, pouring poison from her lips. Kiss fish. Put you Shlamumba out commission Licking Italian ices, even bumping off a Kendrick The Kennedy, frog get a pie in a chicken breast Diabetes, cancer, hot wings in a lemon press Stock tips, same as block flips, makes her panties wet She worked it out with free bass and turned into the Zanny set Suck a tip for Mammy and I have the one to Grammy yeah. Her Uncle Sammy crafty, he be tricking what she bring him back Fuck up the world, fuck up the world, yeah Burn down your flag, fuck it, I don't care You never seen a culture like that. I pillage everything in my path. Fuck up the world, fuck up the world, yeah. Burn down your flag, fuck it, I don't care. You never seen a country like that. I um, I think love comes with conditions, man. I don't. Unconditional love only belongs to to the children. To be honest with you. And I'm only saying that because I'm a dad, right? I don't know. Like, that's the only person that I love unconditionally. I mean, of course, my mother. You know what I mean? Family members. But, like, love comes with conditions. If you do me wrong, right? Like, you know, like, I register that. I register that. And I think that in the consciousness and in the psyche of people of color, I think we've registered so many wrongs that have been done to us within this relationship. But at the same time, <clears throat> we've put so much into this relationship. You know what I mean? So it is very tricky. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm first generation West, um, West Indian American, right? So my parents are from the, the Caribbean and I'm the first person born in the States, right? So my... <clears throat> My relationship to the States might be different from somebody whose grandmother, mother, great-grandmother is from here. But at the same time, when I walk outside, they're not looking at me like a Grenadian. They're looking at me as black, straight up African-American. It doesn't matter to whoever. Like, those, those small things don't matter, right? So at the end of the day, we all going through the same struggle. Um, and for me for people who say like you're supposed to love things and just hold it I, I, man that's freaking bullshit bro i mean like if you are going back into the history of things and you know 
what you know, it is difficult to sit here with a straight face and say, love it through anything. That is a very difficult concept because if that is true, then most marriages will be intact. <laughs> that's very true. Right? So if that's the case, if we can't even keep <clears throat> the marriages together, then how are we going to keep this marriage between us and in you know this country together you know what i mean so you know we all need some therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i mean we all need some therapy okay last question who is the sunnydale ep made for mm. man it's made for everybody if you love good music if you want to press play and not shuffle through things if you want to find things every time you hear it, right? Like I'm a big believer in Easter eggs, man. So you got to hide things here and hide things here and then go back and do it. It's like, yo, I didn't even know if you into like a high level of production. We sampled ourselves, you know, like we sampled ourselves. Our band went into the studio, knocked this out in a day, in a day lockout, and then just went and started chopping things up. So like this is a lot of a lot of love, a lot of sweat, you know. This is like the highest level of sweat equity, right? So like this is like hard work. And if you're into listening to to organic things that people put like a lot of time, a lot of effort into, if you can go to the museum and appreciate, you know, um Da Vinci and all of those people, if you can listen to classical music and appreciate Bach, if you like Basquiat, if you like all of these things, then you're going to also love the art that people take time to make. So that's what I would say. So it's for people who appreciate art. All right. BD3, Uncle Nephew. Thank you for joining the RealHipHop.com podcast. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Peace. Peace. Thank you, brother.